You're listening to episode number 348 of the 360 Vegas podcast. Check out the blog at 360vegaspodcast.com or send us an email at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. You can support the show financially when you shop at Amazon and Vegas.com. Simply go to the blog, click on the corresponding banner, and go about your shopping. It's that easy to give us money without giving us money. Also, get early and sometimes exclusive access to all things 360 Vegas with a $7 per month subscription to Patreon. That's patreon.com slash 360vegas. Day after tomorrow, gentlemen, we'll be in Las Vegas. Welcome to Vegas. Las Vegas functions on a -a 24-hour-a-day schedule. The pools, the casino. Big volcano out in front. That's the Eiffel Tower. Bellagio. Riviera. The Mirage. Flamingo. Sahara. The MGM Grand. This isn't the real Caesars Palace, is it? On a gamble. They always put the machines that pay off the most right in the front. Good luck. The Strip is just the most amazing stretch of road, I think, probably anywhere in the world. Kicking ass in Vegas. Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. Welcome to Las Vegas. So we finished Las Vegas, finally. Karen, did. What, what did you think of season five? I am so glad it ended. <laughs> <laughs> I just, t- and Tony, you can, I just couldn't take the ridiculousness of the storylines anymore. I mean, it was so bad. Yeah. That's, it was so bad. That season, uh, although we don't agree on this, the one thing I will say is I was a big fan of Piper. I thought that she played a millennial. Oh, God, I hated team. her. Um, I hated Piper. I, I just... She was, she was such a spoiled little brat. She's a millennial. <laughs> Better be careful. We got friends that are millennials that she, listen. I, I'm saying she played the stereotypical millennial uh, in, in the but casino environment. Millennials weren't even really a cool. thing in 2005 whenever thing. this this aired. No, it wasn't. Yeah, it was. It, she was she was awful. But no, the, the storylines just got <laughs> just crazy. And I, oh, there's so many things I want to say, but I can't say because it'll... Give part of it away, right? But sure. the 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 relation, the, the number of relationships—that's a good way I could say that. At the end, was just ridiculous, and I, I, yeah, I can't say anything more. But the writing—I mean, it was—it's a fun show. If you get a chance to watch it again, it's not streaming anywhere right now. Right. But if you somehow can get a hold of a, of a set of DVDs and you can watch it, it's very entertaining, especially the first couple seasons. I'm just saying, season five. From the get-go, from the time it started to... Maybe it actually started with the yeah, finale of season judge, four. Don't judge the series if, yeah. you, if you've seen season don't, five. Please don't. Please don't. Yeah, go back and watch <laughs> the whole thing. Because season five was just... I was honestly, Tony, I was ready for it to be over. I was I just, got it. I, I was just kind of like, I can't, I can't take this anymore. This is so ridiculous. Mm. Like, yeah, I love it, the one episode uh, they were... I, I can say this. The one episode yeah. they're making fun of, of Danny for being fat... And the next episode, he's got his shirt off in a two-on-two basketball tournament. <laughs> and I'm like, what? It, was this months in between or this overnight he all of a sudden goes from, you know, fat to not? Like, right. what? Yeah, it's just, ugh, it's crazy. I No, I get it. I do. It's, um, I, I have to wonder if by the, by the fifth season, if the writers were like, you know what? We don't give a shit anymore. Let's just see how crazy we can write these scripts until NBC finally pulls the plug on us. No, I think I think that might be kind of obvious because they obviously didn't. There was no 
believability left. They, they didn't know what to do with their characters. They didn't... Those that had an arc, because some of them were, are the exact same characters they were from, from day one. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's a, that's an astute observation. And it, it didn't help that they... Um, they ha- they couldn't afford to, to the best of my recollection, their budget couldn't afford to keep um, uh, the Nikki Cox actress. Oh really? Uh, Is that why she she left? Yes. I say that. My, if I recall correctly, and, and and I don't give a shit enough to actually you know fact check what I'm about to tell you <laughs> using Google. Uh, my understanding was um, who played Ed Deline? Uh, James Con. Yes, James Conn. <clears throat> James Conn was just over it. He he thought that the show had gone about as far as it could go. He thought that his character had gone about as far as it could go. So he legitimately just wanted to step away. They didn't have a budget. They being the 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 the, the Vegas the Las Vegas television program didn't have a budget to be able to continue to afford all of the cast members that they had. That's why they got rid of the the Nikki Cox character and didn't want did one other character leave. And I'm not talking about Nessa, the Nessa character. She left well before that. Um, oh yeah, so James James Con yeah, James Con leaves right. and then Nikki and, Cox leaves and the wife. So just oh Cheryl Ladd, okay. yeah, Cheryl Ladd. So, like, I, okay. So then, I think it was they just couldn't afford Nikki Cox, and so they cut her. Uh, they they did not renew her contract, but they then brought in this this other chicky, the the, the Piper character, right. which they were obviously able to get at probably a fraction of what they were paying. Oh Nikki yeah, Cox, uh, boobs to be on the show. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I, I mean, I assume they each get their own contract. Like there were three contracts they had to negotiate if they were going to get Nikki <laughs> Cox on that show. <laughs> They, they so, were hard <laughs> All right, kids. Well, nonetheless, I'm, I'm glad uh, I'm glad you guys have been able to see the whole show from beginning to end. It is one of those things where, uh, Mark, you aptly point out, don't judge the entire uh, series by the final season. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I am of the opinion. I think that there could be a way to bring that show back because to a certain extent, and, and this was one of the very first things, Karen, that you said about the show, which was they open the entire series with a scene in a penthouse at the Montecito. Yeah. And, and you know, that was really pushing it yeah. back in, I think, 2005, 2005 when the, when the yeah. show first debuted. Oh, it was. <laughs> I think they could probably bring that show back today. Uh, they they would probably need to beef up the writing just a little bit more. We as we as um, audience <laughs> a little bit members, we expect more from our you know from our shows. Right. But I, I think it could absolutely uh, be brought back. Could they could pick it back up today? Well, like I said, so, I think it was the concept. Was it, it, there's the, nothing wrong with the concept. It's it's just yeah. a it's a soap well, opera set in in Las Vegas. Well, and it's everything really comes through Vegas, so you go oh, you have a lot of the yeah. There's new things catalysts come, yeah. and things that can happen to create a storyline. So right. there's plenty there that I think they could pull from. Yeah. But I think it was what season three about like, I don't know, an episode or two into season three, I literally started predicting what was going to happen in every single episode. Right. Like as soon as a little situation came in, I'm like, Oh, well obviously they're going to do this at the end. And they completely, <laughs> and it went on for like six or seven episodes. Right. I'm like, Hey, I could be a writer on Las Vegas. <laughs> right, exactly. I think when I think where I, it, I, I finally, it lost it for me was, um, and I don't think this is we. I don't think we can't talk about this. Uh, I, here, spoiler alert for anybody that's listening. At some point, every female cast member gets kidnapped. <laughs> All right, right. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That is true. 
I don't think I'm really giving anything away by, by making that comment. I think uh, certainly by the time they got to uh, was Delinda the last one to get kidnapped or was it no, um, the last one Vanessa was, No, but I think was Delinda's Piper. been kidnapped twice. Yeah, I mean, so Piper was held hostage, I guess not kidnapped. Um, but no, Delinda was first and then Sam was after that. Okay. Okay. All right. That that was about where they started to lose me in the believability, and I just had to I had to shut off all uh, reality and just right. watch oh, the, it. The to way that the way that Sam got out of hers, I was like, "Are you <laughs> kidding me?" Yeah. And it was hor- <laughs> and it was probably one of the more horrific scenes leading yeah. up to yeah, her it escape. Was getting, it was getting dark. It was yes. that, that that shit was getting real. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you're, you're like. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh my God. All right. All right. Well, now that we've spent the first 20 minutes of the podcast talking about a television program that's been off the air for about 10 years, uh, why don't we get into the show? Fair enough. Uh, He's Mark. She's Karen. I'm Tony. And as always, we start with Random Vegas. March 10th, 1995, Hard Rock Hotel and Casino debuted as the first Hard Rock branded hotel in the United States. Today, there are nearly two dozen in North America alone. Currently, Las Vegas does not have one of them. Hmm. That's amazing. I don't think I had any idea. Two things. One, that they didn't have a hotel until 95. And that there are now two dozen in, in North America. I, I had no idea. I thought there were there were two, like Vegas and, and Orlando. No, no uh, New York has one. LA, I know, has Chicago's one. Chicago's got Chicago one. Chicago has one. They've got a lot of hotels. They don't have a lot of uh, hotel casinos. Oh, I'm thinking of casinos, aren't they? Yeah, no, not yeah. the casinos, but the hotels. And usually there's a restaurant attached to the hotel. Right. But yeah. No, I remember when I was in high school, we went to um, New York on a group like school field trip and went to the Hard Rock in New York. And I just remember being like, wow at all this stuff yeah. And, you know yeah then you kind of grow out of it for for you know for the kids of the show uh you guys gotta understand back in 1995 like the mid 90s planet hollywood and uh hard rock were in their prime yeah i mean you couldn't fucking throw a stick without go- running into some sort of remember they uh, even had all-star I mean, cafe when I got to the point where i was they had like, something else that was trying to come out they had the all-star cafe which like i think tiger woods was a backer on um, but I, it was I all sports Andre memorabilia too. Yeah, and Andre Agassi. But it was all sports memorabilia. So they were trying yeah. to do the, you know. So you had the Hard Rock, which was music. Was, you had I mean, Planet yeah, Hollywood, was a was movies. That people were replicating. Yeah, and you had the All Star, which was sports. Yeah, but you were cool. You were one of the cool kids. I w- I never forgot the number of people I would see wearing a Hard Rock T-shirt, right. and it would be like you know L.A., New York. Sometimes it'd be Tokyo or London, and you're like, oh my god, you went to the 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 London Hard Rock. Well, no, my aunt was my aunt went over to England. She picked me up <laughs> a T-shirt. T-shirt. That's when it started to really lose, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember when we went to New York because you could buy a T-shirt at the Hard Rock, which right. at the time was I don't know. $35 or something, or you could go to the little street vendor set up on the, on the street and buy him three for 10. So at that <laughs> yes. point, that was kind of the way you did it. Cause then you could bring back souvenirs for people. Right. That's right. Next up the twit pick of the week, the smallest next to the tallest, the original and the newest, the number of monikers could go on. What it is, is at circle Las Vegas and golden gate sister properties. One representing the past while the other clearly establishes the future. More than a hundred years separate these two properties, who together team up to provide you with a delightful time under the Fremont Street Experience Canopy while consolidating your play. 
Except Circa's not under the canopy. Circa's above the canopy. Well, the entrance is. Well, the entrance is, yeah, but... I mean, you can't see. I mean, I, well, technically, the casino is is all still underneath that stuff. Stadium swim and all that stuff is above it. Yeah, it just it seems to me like once you walk into Cirque, I like Fremont just disappears. It's true. I believe it. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. You don't really. Uh, there's not a whole lot of connection with the outside. There's not. Um, like it's not like you have multiple entrances like you do on some of the others. You've got one on like each corner of the well, building. And even then, like remember, there's that that make a memory big big feature art feature that as soon as you walk in so it almost blocks it so yeah. when you're from the inside you can't even look outside the doors because something's in the way yeah well and the one set of doors looks out into plaza so it doesn't right. look out to fremont it looks like towards the plaza porkisher right. so that i guess that's why i just i mean it's funny because i it, i knew they were right across the street from each other but i didn't really think about it but yeah he's got the oldest and the newest actually he has the two newest casinos on Fremont because yeah. the, the other day you enlightened me that um, whatever the D originally was when it opened the Sundance the Sundance was the last new casino to right. open on Fremont built in 1980 yep. and so he's got the oldest and the two newest right it's right <laughs> moonshot.com is the place where you can get your favorite vintage Vegas shirts incredibly comfortable to wear available in male and female cuts multiple colors and sizes reasonably priced and cool as hell. Options include this week's feature property, the Moulin Rouge. What is fascinating about this property is its enduring historical significance as a landmark, despite essentially being an empty lot today, not having any of the original structure in existence on site. It was the first fully integrated hotel casino in Vegas. It was the site of talks with civil rights leaders to desegregate all casinos in Las Vegas. In 1992, the Moulin Rouge was designated as a national historical place, but in 2003, a fire destroyed the complex. All this for a casino that was only open for six months in 1955 before being closed by the first fire at the property. This and dozens of vintage Vegas shirts are available at moonshot.com starting at $27. Use the promo code 360Vegas, no spaces, and save an additional 15% off your order. Just go to moonshot.com. That's M-0-0-N-S-H-O-T. Or go to our blog, 360vegaspodcast.com, and click on the banner ad for moonshot.com. It's it's super cool. Um, it's it's exciting, and I know we've got a little bit of uh, a little bit of conversation on that here in a minute. So I I shan't uh, step all over it with any uh, comment, but I will just say that as always, we will link to the photo on our blog featured on all of social media outlets such as Flickr, Pinterest, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Let's get into the news. So we touched on this a little bit last week. Uh, we've got a 25% capacity put in place. Uh, what's going on there? In response to the record number of daily reported COVID cases, Governor Steve Sisolak announced some new restrictions. Those include a reduction from the currently allowed capacity levels of 50% to 25%. As a result, a number of shows announced their productions would once again go dark. The increased restrictions are projected to last three weeks. However, their ability to reduce the number of daily new cases reported will ultimately decide that. 
Sislak warned that those who do not adhere to the new restrictions will, quote, suffer the consequences. And for the record, I think it's all of the MGM shows that are shut down for three weeks. It's Caesars came out and said that their shows were still open. Well, I know they, they said for the shows that were already out, Caesars made a comment and uh, MGM made a comment, but that's not all the shows. So I'm, I'm, I'm just saying there are some shows that, that went dark. I, I guess it, knowing that all of MGM's are, I guess, is, is helpful. Yeah, MGM, anything that was open for MGM is, is now dark. Yeah. But Caesars, and just, Caesars didn't have as many open. Basically, most most shows went dark. Right, but like Absinthe is still open. Right. Uh, and I think Puff is still open. Yep, so it's Tape Face. Right. So, I mean... It's almost like Caesars went ahead and took precautions to it's almost only like put Caesars at 50%. was like, we don't give a fuck. You're gonna be in there. Oh, that too. Go yeah. perform. I don't <laughs> give a shit who's in there. Just well, do it. and quite honestly, especially if MGM is shutting down their shows, they're like, well, we got less competition. If somebody wants to see a show, it's, it's, this is where they're coming. Right. I, I will give. I got to give Caesars a lot of a credit for that too, because it, that means that people are getting paychecks. And, and I got to have, you know, there's a great deal of respect for Caesar saying, listen, at 25%, we probably aren't anywhere near getting, a, you know, a break even point. But these people need paychecks. And I right. and maybe I'm giving them way too much credit. I don't know if this is how accurate I, what I'm saying is, but it just seems like these are people that are now going to continue receiving paychecks, whereas unfortunately the people from MGM just are not. No, and that's that's really the important thing here is, is like how do we – listen, I, at this point I'm just so fed up with COVID. I'm like just tell me what to do so it goes away. What do I have to do <laughs> you know, to, to make this so everyone's calm and we're dealing with this as best as we can and it's not – not out of control and shit i lost my point sick of covid <clears throat> what are we gonna do give them credit for shutting down 25 percent yeah. you're just recapping my <laughs> well, I, I, trying, to, trying to jog your I'm, memory. yeah i'm trying to spark normally yeah. that's the only thing that works because i don't know what your point was because you hadn't said yeah. it yet yeah i don't know i, I was right. building well, towards something good if it comes to me i'll let you know i guess my goes. my biggest not my biggest concern one of my concerns is especially with restaurants because they're also at 25 oh, percent paychecks Okay. Yeah. That's the thing that that uh, I, that I was like. That's what's most important. If you can, if you can, if we need to shut down and do all these things, that's fine. But how how do we make sure that everybody keeps getting a paycheck? Well, they're not calling it a shutdown. They're calling it a pause. I, I know. I'm just I'm, I'm yeah. saying do whatever it is you need to do. But these people need to keep getting paychecks. Well, the and the again the one of the things I'm concerned about is like with restaurants. Most restaurants, if they're only operating at 25 percent capacity, they're not going to make it. No. So I I, I think unless. There's some other help that's going to come down the line to help these restaurants. No, We're going to lose a lot more. A, a lot. But but that also means there'll be a lot of new ones. Uh, maybe. <laughs> well, someone's going to open restaurants. If there's an empty restaurant in, in, a, in a casino, I assure you they're going to. Well, the casinos, I'm not really as worried about. It's all the other local ones because they're all at 25% too. Casinos will be fine. They can take the loss because they're, they're rolling it into their bottom line. Yeah. Them I'm not worried about. I was thinking more of the local spots. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. What about Cirque de Murin? Cirque was in financial trouble with an estimated billion dollars in debt before the pandemic hit, preventing them from being able to generate income. Now, as Cirque emerges from creditor protection, the results of which included adding a few new members to the board of directors, namely Jim Murin. Jim Murin was the CEO of MGM Resorts, overseeing the mergers of Mirage Resorts and Mandalay Resorts. 
or more recently, the creative force behind resort fees, the office park on the strip-themed city center, and the renovation that devalued a property, also known as the Monte Carlo Park MGM situation. I think I'm just going to call it the Monte Carlo situation moving forward. It's said that founder Guy Le Liberté will continue to roll as will continue his role as creative director and CEO. In a recent interview, Le Liberté stated that he doesn't expect things to come back on to normal until 2022, after the majority of people have had the opportunity to get the COVID vaccine. And they had already previously stated that they weren't going to come back until things were until back full to normal, capacity. So. Yeah. Hmm. Which means how many of their performers are just sitting around? You know, I have to think, not that I don't feel bad for them, especially because if you signed up for a residency, you expected to be someplace for a certain period of time. But, um, yeah, but the residency shut down. Well, I I, I know I'm I'm agreeing with you, but I'm trying to get to a point that you jumped in on. Now I lost it. Okay, because what you just said didn't make a whole lot of sense. (laughs) It would have, in the end, it was going to be great. (laughs) <laughs> it's going to be the most mind-blowing thing you've ever heard, Karen. Right. Oh, it it, it might have awesome. actually been, you know, like the solution for cancer, and here you are. Right. Just, <laughs> just mocking. <laughs> I, I, you know what? I, I think that this is just going to be a situation where it'll come back. It will eventually come back. If they're going to wait, though, until um, they can do full... Uh, either full vaccine and or full occupancy, I, it's going to be a very long time. Right. And I feel bad for the people that are working for these. Uh, I mean, <clears throat> here's let me put it this way. If I'm working for somebody, regardless of what the hell it is that I do, if I'm working for somebody and they're going to tell me, well, we're likely not going to start bringing back what you do until 2022, I'm going to say, cool, have a great life. I'm moving on to something else. Right. It seems like this, all it does is it guts Cirque from the inside out because people are going to say, I can't not work until 2022 at the earliest. I will go find something else. Maybe it'll still be within the entertainment field and maybe come 2022, whenever Cirque comes back online, I may consider coming back to it. But I think you're going to lose all of your employees because you're telling them, I'm not going to hire you. I'm not going to use you or need you for at least the next 14, 16 to maybe even 18 right. months. Yeah, that, one I don't to, I don't get that. There's one way to save a lot of money. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess the flip side of that is where are they going to go? I mean, these people are very specialized entertainers or if let's just say it's it's the lighting and the sound folks. There's no other shows open. They don't they're not running shows in, on Broadway in New York well, City. Well, that's why they say Vegas is such a transient place that so they would have to leave. Yeah, but where, that's what I'm saying. Where are they going to go? The, you oh, right you, you trampled world, on my right. part you're, about you're right. Broadway is not running in New York City. Production on stuff in L.A. is is starting to come back, but it's mm. super slim, and you'd think they'd go with the folks that they already knew. So, I, I mean, I don't disagree with you, Tony, that if my employer said you can't work you know, for two years, I'd be like, fuck you, see you later. I'm out of here. I'll go find something else. But, but I mean, where are they going to go? then the problem is, is actually trying, yeah. trying to find something Where are they going to go? Yeah, it's tough. Ah. Uh, all right, so going from some bad news to some unbelievably cool news, tell me about the world's earliest check-in. Construction is apparently ahead of schedule as it was announced that Circa is opening its hotel ahead of it. In a brilliant marketing move, Circa will allow guests with reservations for the grand opening on December 28th to check in early or as early as 3 p.m. on December 26th. They're calling it the world's earliest check-in, and the additional nights are on the house. 
The move will also help to counter any opening jitters, delays, and problems encountered while guests are checking in for the first time. What a clever... Uh, once again... That's just crazy. Yeah. I mean, instead of saying, hey, we can open two days earlier, let's book some reservations. It's like, no, let's just reach out to the people that are already booked, see if they want to come out two days earlier. Right. What? Crazy. Yeah. So I got... I got uh, a voicemail this week. I, I always get a little excited whenever I see a 702 area code pop up on my caller ID on my phone. <laughs> and, uh, but, I, but I happen to have been, uh, usually, usually it's my casino host through Caesars just calling to check in. So I, I don't know that I have ever actually spoken to my casino host ever. Like, I don't know that our, that my verbal words to her ears and vice versa have ever occurred. Well, that's probably good because in the last couple of weeks, she's probably been laid off. So, <laughs> right? you know, she's probably not yours anymore. You know, usually we just communicate through. She'll she'll call me, leave me a voicemail. I'll email her back. And then, we you know, we just communicate through through email. Um, so I see the 702 area code come up. Don't really think much of it. Figure she sees that Christmas is approaching and she knows from my play that that's one of my bigger um gambling trips like that's where i really do some real hardcore gambling to, to beef up my adt then to, to somewhat damage it then through the rest of the calendar year <laughs> so anyway i get this voicemail um and i it, i'll just read the transcription they kind of in my opinion i think they dropped the ball so here's what here's what they're saying when they call you uh, good morning. This message is from Mr. Snyder. This is Julia from Circa Concierge, and we wanted to welcome you on your first night here. Stay with us on our hotel grand opening on the 28th. We are now offering those that are doing so on the 28th the world earliest check-in promotion, which will allow guests check in as early as December 26th, which means that you can check in on the 26th or the 27th at no additional cost. If you are interested, please call our reservations team. Here's the phone number. Thank you, and have a wonderful day. Bye-bye. So I read, I, you know, I, I, I get this voicemail and I think to myself, oh, that's really clever. So as opposed to maybe having people all show up at, you know, the, the predetermined 3, 3 p.m. check-in and, time yeah, and having, you know, thousands of people at your front desk, you can just go ahead and get yourself checked in at any point in time. And then, you know, they're going to do key distribution for the room or something along those lines. And here's the real problem. The reason why I believe that to be the case was Yes, they say you can check in on the 26th or the 27th at no additional cost, but this is Vegas where they nickel and dime you for everything, and they charge you now, Caesars, I'm looking at you, to check in early. So I just assumed oh. that they were you know, trying to encourage people to get checked in early to, to, to beat the rush, and they were going to waive the, you know, whatever, say, $35 early check-in fee that these Vegas hotel casinos, casinos are known for. It wasn't until I saw the Derek Stevens video on Twitter where he's much more at least clear and concise, in my opinion, mm -hmm. in in the video that I actually realized that they were when he's saying, no, no, those two, any of one or two nights ahead of time are nice. on us. You can stay comped, yeah. uh, you know, in these rooms. That's just so fucking cool. <laughs> so, uh, so, yes, yes, I, we will be there. We will be there early. Yay. That's awesome. I didn't know if you wanted to say that because you don't normally say when you're coming around Christmas. Yeah, I, you know what, I, I don't mind. Um, here's the deal. So my, and I don't mind even talking about this on the podcast either. You know, my my wife didn't sign up to be the wife of a of a famous, famous, Infamous. wildly influential. <laughs> <podcast>. <laughs> But regardless, I, I, I say that tongue in cheek, of course, but she didn't sign up necessarily to be, um, you know, the spot 
ouse of somebody who will want to catch up with people that are that are in town. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's unfair to, to her for me to be like, okay, well, I'm going to go off and meet up with X and Y. Now I'm going to go meet up with, you know, these folks and or, or you know, they come like Jen and I are trying to sit at video poker and, you know, and just spend some time together and play video poker. And all poker these random people, people keep coming yeah, up to you. Yeah. 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 So your love for the city started with, with each other. Right. Right. And so the thing about being in downtown, though, is downtown is so um, walkable that if someone's like, hey, Tony, I'm at Plaza. You want to come meet up? Let's get a drink. Then I have the luxury of saying to my wife at Circa. Hey, I'm just running across the street. Do you want to come with me or do you want to keep hanging out here? And she can say, no, I'm good. I, I'm going to hang out here. And I can say, fine, I'll see you, you know, in a half hour or so and go over and m- meet up with somebody and come back. It's, it's, um, but you're right. Yes. You're, yeah. Karen, that's true. I, I, I had debated whether or not I was even going to, you know, announce it on the podcast that I was going to be there early. I think the reason why I don't mind talking about it is because, because everything is just so stinking close. I really can say to my wife, I'll be back in a half hour. And be back in a half hour. Whereas if we were on the strip right. and somebody's like, hey, I'm at Flamingo and we're at um, Caesars, it literally will take me almost 30 minutes just to get out of Caesars, get right. to the strip, right. cross the strip, yep. and then walk into you know Flamingo. So, um, yeah, I, I, we're looking forward to it. Um, it's As far as I'm concerned, you took the price of what I was going to pay for two nights and, and you've now extended it over four nights, yeah. making the room that much less expensive it's it's absolutely ingenious and um and we're we're elated we cannot wait so yay this should be a good time and, and obviously off mic i will i will uh, chat with you guys about uh us all getting together and, and having fun and doing um, our thing but i think that's going to do it for news uh sorry i talked i literally talked all over that um comment what, what other what thoughts no, and comments do you guys have that about was good it? i think yeah no all right <laughs> We'll move into prop bets for those of you unfamiliar. Prop bets is an extension of the news, but with just bits and pieces of noteworthy items. First up, it's been reported that during the month of December, new train cars will be installed on the roller coaster at New York, New York. The ride will, of course, be dark during that time, but it is projected to be down between uh, December 7th through the 23rd. Yeah, I don't think you'd want people riding it while you were putting new cars on. <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, you know what? Hey, I think that's super cool that, I mean, I get anything can happen with Vegas and in Vegas casinos, but if they're going to keep the, if they're going to upgrade or replace the train cars on the roller coaster, sounds to me like they're looking to keep it for a while. Right. Yeah. And if they're going to keep it and they've got it built around and through this New York, uh, you know, skyline. God willing, that means they're going to keep the theme for a little bit longer, which Agreed. has always been one of our major complaints is the de-theming. Yeah. Yeah. Recently filed paperwork reveals that Resorts World will have an 8,000 plus square foot Japanese restaurant costing just over $4 million to build. Resorts World is still projected to open in the summer of 2021. <laughs> it was funny. I had to go to Karen and ask her. I was like, is 8,000 square feet big for a restaurant? Is $4 million expensive? <laughs> <laughs> and what was her answer? Well, um, it's in the show, so it was clearly noteworthy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a big space. It's a big space. I don't think, though, that... Um, four million four million is probably one of the more reasonable budgets reasonable budget budgets we've seen for a restaurant of that size and in proportion yeah. yeah but um part of that I'm, I'm sure is because they're building it from the ground up because it's always more expensive to retrofit something than it is to build it from right. scratch and yeah i mean an eight thousand square feet is pretty good size so 
Vito Vegas reports that, per an internal memo, Virgin Hotel and Casino is considering moving back its grand opening due to the recent increase in COVID restrictions. The current projected opening is January 15th, 2021. And I think I heard that they're thinking it could be as little as three weeks. They should. They, it, they, it could they be more than delay that. this and just call it TBD at, at, at this point. I, I, obviously, they can't really do that, but... Um, well, but the same thing. You know, they've got folks that, that are ready to be employed. That the longer they push it back, the longer they won't be. Yeah. Next up, Rockin' Riley's at the Hawaiian Market South Strip, next door to MGM Grand, is closed, replaced with a new restaurant named Smokey's. Vital Vegas highlights that this space has seen multiple tenants fail in this location, including Pete Rose Bar and Heart Attack Grill. That's a bummer. We never got a chance to do Rock and Riley's. Well, it wasn't we didn't have a chance. We never went to go do Rock and Riley. Well, yeah, that's it sounded interesting to us, but it was. I mean, when not enough to make the effort. No, <laughs> it wasn't. Which hence the reason all of these restaurants have failed. Yeah. What was the shtick? What What was it about this place in particular that made you want to go check it out? Uh, I I thought it was it was dragster, kind of. Um, ooh, ooh, okay, okay. Dragster. Like like um. I, Dragula is what keeps coming to mind, but it's not. It's like, a, like, rat rods. Oh, okay, yeah. That, well, that makes sense. Yeah. I don't, I just remembered for some reason I have a vague menu that the, I remember. I have a vague memory that the food looked good, but I couldn't tell you what was on it. Yeah. So. If I recall, they had a scotch egg. I was very excited about that. That's <laughs> what it was. That's why you were gonna be yeah. willing to go try it out. Yeah. After the catastrophic nightclub failure known as Chaos at Palms. Ron Nicoli is back as the VP of Nightlife at Resorts World. Nicoli had previously worked in Vegas Nightlife since 2005 when he worked at Victor Dreyas' Wynn Projects and later XS at Wynn before his failed stint at Chaos. I just can't believe they're bringing him back after the massive failure that Chaos was. Well, maybe... I know... Some people don't think that it's his fault. They think that it was the location's fault. Um, and they were impressed with what he had done. But I, I'm... I did read in the article that he was saying that the the club experience at Resorts World was going to be different. So the the long lines to get in, you know, the, the dark door that you're just dying to see past, it's going to be different than that. He said it's going to be more open. Well, he's saying that for nightclubs in general. That article yeah. was talking about how this may be a, a blessing in disguise for nightclubs because nightclubs seem to have been transitioning slowly uh, to millennials and um, it also said in the article that the, the aging Xers were yeah, quite the nightclub the crowd Gen- anymore well, and I thought they said the Gen oh, Xers were hey. aging out yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of, thought, oh. of, of the nightclub crowd but they were saying how um, this, this shutdown could be exactly what nightclubs needed because then people are just they fully expect people are just dying to get out and, and go and do these things so it could be a renaissance that we're we're about to see happening i Vegas. still think they need to change their mo but that could also be because you know the typical nightclub mo never really appealed to me right although so. we have to remember we can go to industry night because we're locals okay I still, that's not, we could. Yeah. We haven't. Yeah, <laughs> All right. Well, listen, I think that's going to do it for news and prop bets. Also, that's going to do it for episode number 348. 
thank you all for listening and downloading. We really do appreciate it. If you'd like to check out any of the stories on today's show, you can do so on the blog, which is 360vegaspodcast.com. You can get premium and exclusive content when you subscribe to our show at patreon.com slash 360vegas and get 360vegas shirts, mugs, and anything else that we can slap a logo on. That's at zazzle.com slash 360vegas. If you'd like to send us some feedback, written or audio, you can do so at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. Tony, where can folks find you? I am at 360Vegas Tony. Karen. I am at 360Vegas Karen. You know what I realize what we don't normally say? We just say that we're at, but we don't say on what. On Twitter. You know, what, yeah, yeah. What, what medium or whatever. But like, just figure it out. Because I'm not I'm not that on Facebook or on Instagram. So <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> He just told you where you can find me. So until next time. Yeah.